Welcome to Something Different from OU Torah, where we give you something different for your learning day. Rabbi Dr. Asher Bear has two long-running series on OU Torah, Meaning in Mitzvot and The Jewish Ethicist. In each of these, he covers a broad array of topics in great depth, but always in an approachable fashion. Since these series appear in text format, we haven't addressed them on something different, but today we are pleased to bring you a dramatic reading from The Jewish Ethicist. Please enjoy part one of several on the topic of animal suffering. Question. Is it forbidden to purchase products that were produced due to animal suffering, such as cosmetics tested on animals? Answer. We have related to animal welfare questions before, but because of the importance of the topic, this time we will discuss it at greater length in order to express the underlying principles. Animals have always been an important part of human existence, from the dawn of history until only a few generations ago, virtually every person from the poorest to the richest lived in the intimate company of domestic animals. So it is hardly surprising that the Torah devotes much attention to the place of animals in creation and to their relationship with mankind. Indeed, following the creation of man, the first thing God does is to define his place in creation. First, we learn that only man is created in God's image. In the following verse, he gives man dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that creeps upon the earth. Genesis 1.26 Yet in the very next verse he qualifies, I have given you all the herbs bearing seed on the whole face of the earth, and every tree bearing fruit giving seed I have given you to eat. Man is meant to dominate the animals, but he is not allowed to eat them, indicating that the animal soul is worthy of consideration. In the second chapter of Genesis, God sees that Adam needs companionship, a help corresponding to him. First, Adam seeks his companionship among the animals, but he doesn't find it there, but only with Eve, a human companion. Again, we see that animals are in some sense kindred spirits to man, but they are not truly friends or companions. Only two chapters later, we find an additional nuance helping us define the exact relative standing of animals and people. The brothers Cain and Abel both sought to bring a sacrifice to God. Cain brought produce, whereas Abel brought an animal sacrifice, from the firstborn and the fat of his flock, Genesis 2, verses 3 and 4. Given the meaningful standing of animals, we might have thought that Abel's sacrifice would have been shunned, but we find on the contrary that specifically his offering was accepted. So while eating animals was not permitted, sacrificing them was evidently proper. In chapter 6, we again find that man and beast have their fates interlinked. Faced with rampant immorality, God decides to blot out both man and beast. Subsequently, there is a noted change in the relationship. We learn that after the flood, mankind is suddenly allowed to eat animals. This could be interpreted to mean that man's status is suddenly elevated, but it is more likely the opposite, that given man's bestial behavior before the flood, Man needs a sign of his status to remind him that he is distinguished from the beasts. As mankind's holy mission is renewed on Mount Sinai at the giving of the Torah, animals are again not neglected. Already in the Ten Commandments, we find the commandment to give beasts rests on the Sabbath day, Exodus 29, Deuteronomy 5.13. Later, we find a host of commandments mandating humane treatment of animals, these include helping to unload an overburdened draft animal, 
Exodus 23.5, and not muzzling an ox as he helps in threshing the grain, Deuteronomy 25.4. We also find a limitation on the post-Diluvian permission to eat meat, as the children of Israel are permitted only certain animals, only after humane slaughter and without consuming the blood. Many commentators view this as a sign that the giving of the Torah marks the turning point in man's evolution and sets him back on a path of ethical advancement, returning to his exalted status at the time of creation. Next time, we will continue with an explanation and elaboration of the role of animals in Jewish tradition. But the starting point is the statements in the Torah that we have seen today. Like what you just heard? Hear the rest of that share and much more on OUTorah.org or by using the OUTorah app for iOS and Android.